0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy and everything in between a lot can happen over coffee so grab a cup sit back and enjoy now here's your host jenny b
2: hello and welcome i'm so pleased to have my friend sarah khan join us on coffee with jenny b podcast today hey sarah Hello, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So happy that you joined us today. and I'm so excited to be here. I know. So Sarah and I have been, as they say, I've been friends for about nine years. Mm -hmm. And we initially met over, and you're not going to be surprised by this, but we initially met over our love of coffee. So, yes. So Sarah, I would almost say Sarah is almost more of a coffee aficionado. Than I am, perhaps. Mm, no, definitely not. I bow to the queen. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am a lover of coffee. I'm definitely not an aficionado. I've often been told that I'm uh, not enough of a coffee snob because I will drink any kind of coffee happily. I just I enjoy all kinds of coffee, and I'm not as picky about the source, which. Probably your coffee listeners are going to be like, "Mm, then she's not really a true coffee person,
2: but that's just me. I just, I love coffee, period. And you know what? And you mentioned about coffee snob. It's your choice. It's your choice whether you like Tim Hortons or McDonald's, or you just like having Folgers in the morning, or you like specialty coffee or craft coffee. It's really Mm -hmm. a matter of choice. And I know that. For me, I like having, you know, like you say, supporting local and trying, you know, different coffee shops, but you know what? I still have my kicking horse coffee,
0: you know, exactly. I'll
2: still use that (laughs) and it's still good coffee. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny how
0: we as humans have been able to turn literally everything into a competition, literally everything into a, a one-upmanship type of match, right? Like you love coffee, but well, what kind of coffee? And if you're drinking this kind of coffee, then you're, somehow lesser than somebody who drinks this kind of coffee. And it's become a really funny badge of honor, almost, to drink certain types of coffee over others. And I just find it fascinating that we as humans do this so often with so many things that are just literally meant to bring us joy.
2: Yes, I agree. And you know, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've had conversations with coffee owners. So of course, whenever I go to a coffee shop, I always talk to the owners. I talk about what they're doing and where they get their beans. And, and it's just more education for me. But when I bring up the idea of competition, they're quick to tell me, no, no, there's no competition. We're all coffee shops. We all offer coffee for purchase and people have their choice of coffee shop to go to. And they're quick to tell me that we make this coffee, but another coffee shop makes the best Americano or they make the best you know, caramel latte or whatever it is. And I find that they're very supportive of each other. Mm -hmm. which I like that idea. But yeah, you're right. When it comes to individuals, we're perhaps not as supportive of our choices or of other people's choices.
0: Oh, it's totally a consumer thing. I think that you see it everywhere. I mean, look at moms, right? Moms are a really great example of that. You know, how you're raising your kid, the type of formula you use, whether you breastfeed, whether you bottle feed. I mean, it's everything is, it comes down to, and the reason I'm saying this is because it really comes down to what you said. To start this whole conversation off, the fact that it's our choice, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have a specific type of coffee that I defer to all the time. I really enjoy Starbucks and that's like my treat. If I'm feeling a little bit cheeky, I'll go and have a Starbucks, you know, custom craft coffee, but I'm equally happy having a Tim Hortons coffee. I've had AeroPress. I've had a Tassimo type of coffee. I've had, you know, gas station coffee. Like every coffee for me, it's the experience. Yeah. right when I have a Starbucks coffee for example I don't just consume a Starbucks coffee mm-hmm. it means something and it's I've always paired it with something that you know is a little bit more decadent it brings me you know it evokes certain feelings for me when I'm having a gas station coffee it's usually because we're off on a road trip somewhere and that in turn is associated with certain types of memories if I'm having a Tim horton's coffee it's usually because that's my dad's go-to coffee and so we're having breakfast together so Every type of coffee, every experience has some sort of significance attached to it. Because for me, it's like that's what it really comes down to. Mm -hmm. How are you experiencing it versus what are you drinking?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's about the experience, it's about connecting with those memories, it's about why you're having that coffee. You know, and I agree with you about Starbucks. I'm a Starbucks gal through and through. And when I go to Starbucks, you're right, I'm not just grabbing something quick to go. I'm mm-hmm. pairing it up with something. So my go-to is a tall dark roast with cream, but occasionally I'll have a caramel macchiato or oh, yes. I'll try something <laughs> different. I know. <laughs> that's my that's my drink. Yeah. And I think about and you're right, it's it's tied to memories. I mentioned on a previous episode that we grew up on Sanka. And so when I think about my memory of, of visiting my dad as an adult and him making me a cup of Sanka coffee. And it's just, it's just crazy to think about that. And today I, I would never drink it.
0: <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still have instant coffee in the pantry, you know, for those days when I'm just really desperate or usually when I'm baking, cause I put my instant coffee in my baking, but it was the same thing for me. Like when I moved away, I moved to England a number of years ago in the early 2000s. And before that time I was a university student and it was Tim Hortons or nothing. Cause you could, you could basically get coffee for the entire squad for under 10 bucks. Right. Right. They didn't have Tim Hortons when I moved to England. They don't have it there. And so Starbucks for me actually became that taste of home. Yeah. So that's my memory of it. And that's why it holds such a special place for me. You know, I've had people tease me about Starbucks, and you know, you hear the rhetoric, of, oh, if you stop drinking Starbucks, you could do XYZ. I'm like, that's great. But Starbucks has a special place for me because of the memory associated with it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think about like getting back to choices. We all have choices of where we want to spend our money. And you think about my husband. He likes to spend his money on golf because that's his thing. He loves golfing and mm-hmm. that's his pleasure. For me and for you, coffee is something that is a pleasure for us. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It's not like we're spending 5 $6 every day. Or if we are, so who cares? Who cares if we're spending 5 $6 a day because we are worth it. We deserve Stay it. Stay out of my wallet. It's none of exactly. your business. Yeah. None of yeah. your business. None of your business. And you know what? If you have something to say to me, I have something to say back to you.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And I used to feel that way because obviously everybody's got an opinion about everything, but as I age, I'm less inclined to really care. I do what brings me joy. I do what brings me pleasure. And that's because there's so few pure opportunities to do that anymore. And it's so important to be able to have something to look forward to, whether you drink it every day, whether you drink it you know, once a week.
2: I like yep. my little rituals. I know. I love the rituals of making coffee or serving coffee for someone else. It's doing things for others that brings us joy, and it also brings them joy. So it's that connection again. Meeting for coffee. I know that when you and I get a chance to meet, we're always meeting over coffee. And it's absolutely to catch up because you know, lately, I mean, while you're busy, you've got two daughters and your youngest is, uh it keeps you busy. Plus <laughs> <laughs> yes. you have your own business, you know? <laughs> and so you've got lots on the go and I've got lots on the go, but when we can carve out those even 30 minutes to sit down mm-hmm. and have a cup of coffee, it makes it so worthwhile and everything just kind of falls by the wayside and, and we don't even talk about family or work or anything. It's just like, hey, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And again, connecting. And just, it's a reminder of why we're friends and why we keep in touch and stay in touch. And we both make that effort to do that.
0: Yeah. And I think that now with COVID having kind of put a wrench in those plans, meeting for coffee regularly, Mm -hmm. I've really actually appreciated the the trend of online coffee chats, right? Like I I do meet with not only friends, but other business owners over coffee, over zoom. And it's so interesting to see how that's, that's evolved, right? Like we don't, I mean, I like meeting in person, but we don't necessarily need that. And we're still connecting over coffee.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: We're still connecting over coffee.
2: Yeah. Like right now. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know it's amazing. So I want to ask you because, well, we've been following each other's businesses and interests and hobbies and things and i love that you are always evolving and recreating yourself sort of like madonna right when you think about it. <laughs> no but when you think about madonna she's a great example of someone who okay so this phase isn't working for me or this job isn't working for me or this whatever it mm-hmm. is i need to move on and do something else and so she does it and that's what you've been doing and i've been so inspired by you in terms of how you've evolved and recreated yourself. And so now having your company Lynchpin virtual, yes. how does that feel to come to this? I don't even want to say apex because I know there's more out there for you, but coming to this point in your life right now, how does that feel for you? It's exciting and it's terrifying at the same time.
0: (laughs) I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was what they term an accidental entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. It was kind of a push come to shove moment for me. I won't go into the gory details, but I'll tell you this. Entrepreneurship is truly a journey of self discovery. Mm -hmm. You can't help but learn more about yourself. You can't help but become more open. You can't help but really push yourself out of comfort zones if you want it to work. Right, And so it has been a wild ride. I am very fortunate. I'm two years in actually this month. And it has been such a game changer. And it's been such an eye opener. And I've met incredible people over coffee, primarily started it during COVID, just before COVID started and had a really good year last year, which is my first full year in the business. and. It's just been one of those things that has really taught me about resilience and it has taught me about, you know, calling yourself on your own BS. It's allowed me to meet people from walks of life that I never would have had
2: an opportunity to do Mm -hmm. if I hadn't started the business. Okay. So it was something that was meant to be in a sense. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because like I
0: said, entrepreneurship
2: for me, no. That was never on the cards as far as, you know,
0: my plans. The universe had different plans. Yeah.
2: And that's the thing. It's paying attention to the signs that the universe gives you. And I liken it to, uh, there's a book called The Big Magic where it talks about, yes, where it talks about that if an idea comes to you and if you don't act on it right away, then the universe takes that idea and gives it to someone else. And so when those opportunities come, of course, first of all, paying attention to the signs that the universe is giving you, you know, banging you over the head with a wooden mallet to say, "Hey, wake <laughs> up! I'm talking to you." Yeah, <laughs> It's looking at what is going on around us, and sometimes it takes uh, something, a life event, such as you know, you are let go from a job or mm-hmm. something happens, and instead of thinking, "Oh my goodness, you know, what do I do now? My life is over," it's giving you that opportunity to say, "Oh." Here's this opportunity that I wouldn't have seen or knew about if I was still in this other thing. And so oh. sometimes when things happen and like you see, accidental entrepreneur, <laughs> you know, it's okay. You want me to do this? Okay. Let's see what happens. Let's see. And maybe it didn't work out for you, but fortunately it has worked out for you. And sometimes yeah. it's having that courage to take a leap of faith and say, nope, I'm going to do it. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show.
0: Yeah. And I think that a lot of it too, like you really have to trust your own resilience. I think we don't give ourselves enough credit, mm-hmm. right? And I am going to disagree with Elizabeth Gilbert just a little bit about the idea that, you know, if the universe gives you something, you don't act on it, it'll go it to someone else. I think that if you are called to do something, it is going to niggle at the back of your head for all the days of your life. I don't think that your particular calling ever goes to someone else. I don't believe in missed opportunities. I am a really big believer in everything will happen when it is meant to happen. Mm -hmm. And none of us are in control of that timeline. No, I was told years ago to start my own business. And I was just, I was not ready for it. And it was funny because I remember, this is, we're talking 10, 15 years ago. I remember having an idea for a business. I remember having the thought of like, oh, you know, entertaining it for a very brief moment and then going, no, I can't do that. That idea is what Lynchpin Virtual is today. Okay. So it really, I think you have to evolve in your own time. It's kind of like the, I love the analogy of the butterfly. hmm we had the privilege a few years ago of catching, I guess, a monarch butterfly. It was an experience for my older daughter. We got a chrysalis when it was the caterpillar had just turned into a little cocoon. Mm-hmm. And we asked the lady who gave it to us, Eileen, who said, you know, when, when are we expecting it to emerge? And she said, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It could take five days. It could take two weeks or a little bit longer. A little bit. It, we have no idea. It'll happen when it happens. Mm-hmm. And we watched it every single day. And I think it took about five or six days, and it finally started to emerge. And then we sat and we watched it for five and a half hours. Wow! Waiting for it to come out. And then my daughter needed a snack, and I went to get her the snack. It took two minutes. I came back; it had emerged. So we <laughs> missed it. And I think it kind of it, that always reminds me. That's what always reminds me of this journey of really any kind of life journey, is that you. You're going to emerge from the goo. Mm-hmm. You just don't know when it's going to happen. Okay. And if you're waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it, it can sometimes feel hard. It can sometimes feel frustrating. You just have to trust that it's going to happen when it's meant to happen. And you're not always going to be there to monitor the progress or you're not going to be in a place to like record the progress or have it turn out exactly how you want. You just have to trust mm-hmm. that this is the plan the universe has in, in store for you go with it. I like That's the hardest part.
2: You know, and I agree with you. I like what you say about leaving the goo and not rushing it because with my own experience of this podcast, it was after my 60 days of 60 coffees and it was early 2020 before COVID. Mm -hmm. And I came up with this idea. It's like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to do this podcast. I really want to see where I'm taking coffee with Jenny B. And January, 2020 is when I got my email address, booked my domain for my website, created my Instagram account. So I had everything ready to go. And then COVID hit. And I thought, do I still push the progress? And I did nothing. I just sat back and said, okay, it's not the right time for this. And then 2021 is, I think it was about March. And I started thinking, it's time for me to do something. And I, I had this thought in my head and you, I know you talked about it, it, it nickels you until you actually do it. Yeah. But I had this thought and it, it just came to me one day and said, if you don't do it now, you'll probably never do it. And so I took the plunge and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And I, and I went all in to do it. But what's interesting is even though I love what I'm doing and I'm so invested in doing it, I still have those doubts. I want to do all these other wonderful things with coffee, but I'm not doing anything about it yet. And I just like, why? Why am I waiting? Why am I doubting myself? Because I know, I know that this is a passion of mine. I know this is something Mm -hmm. that I'm meant to do, but it's that, I don't know if you call it imposter syndrome or it's just that it stops you in your tracks. It does. Honestly, I think it
0: happens when it's something that is really important to you. Mm -hmm. I've experienced this so many times in the last couple of years as an entrepreneur, this idea that Because I think we feel like we need to have it all figured out before we start. We need to know exactly how it's going to turn out. And imposter syndrome is really just your brain's way of keeping you safe. It's just your brain's way of like like protecting you. And so when it does that, I like to thank it and then tell it to go take a seat. because (laughs) You know, there's this, you obviously are called to do it because it means something to you. And I cannot for the life of me remember who said this to me, but I'll never forget what they said. And it was... A dream is never placed in your heart until you are fully capable of realizing it. Okay. The problem is that we don't believe that. Right. right. We don't trust our ability to do the thing. We want it to be perfect. We want to have every step mapped out. I have sat back on so many opportunities because of this. But what I know is that if an opportunity is truly meant for me, it will come back to me in a different way. Mm-hmm. And it always has. And so one of the practices that I'm, really starting to incorporate on a regular basis, and I think I posted about this, and you may have read it, is the weekly win. It's akin to like a gratitude journaling or or whatever you want to call it. But I make it a point every week on a Friday, and I'm going to do it this afternoon, Mm -hmm. of sitting down, looking back at my week and going, okay, what did I do this week? And it doesn't have to be something grand or huge. Just what did I do this week? You know, this week, I got the baby to bed before 11 o'clock. I sent off a client proposal. I let another client go. I made a fantastic cup of coffee and I record all of my wins. And then whenever I'm feeling like I don't have the ability to do this, I look back at my win book Oh, and that's evidence. It's evidence that you can do hard things. You can do all the things that you set your mind to do because we are really, really good at forgetting all of the things that we're capable of and fixating on all the mistakes that we make or all the, the times we drop the ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, Denny, this practice has been game-changing for me. Oh, because even though I like to call people on their own BS, I'm terrible at calling myself on my own. So having the evidence right there in my face has been great
2: because you can't argue with that. No, it's proof. I absolutely love that idea. And I'm going to incorporate that for myself, but you're right. You think about all the wonderful things that you've done, but then you get, like you say, you fixate on some things and you're just like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And then we, we're we mean to each other. Oh, we so are. I've actually said to myself, oh, you know, how could you be so stupid? Why did you do that? Yeah. And that's terrible. You know, I shouldn't talk to myself that way. I wouldn't talk no. to anyone else that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. We're harder on ourselves than we are on other people. It's funny. It was actually my resume that made me think about this. I had looked back at my resume. I I haven't had to use my resume for like 10 years, Mm -hmm. maybe. And I looked back at it a few months ago and it shocked me. I'm like, wow, I've done some pretty cool things. (laughs) I was like, I didn't even realize. And so that was kind of the catalyst for me. Mm -hmm. You know what? If I've done all this other stuff, maybe I can do these things too. Because I've worked on a lot of hard stuff. It's really been important because seeing that evidence has also helped me with that negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect by any stretch. I still stub my toe and call myself an idiot. But it's helped me catch those thoughts quicker. Yeah, Acknowledge the fact, okay, that's not a nice thing. And try and turn them around as quickly as possible.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And In one of my episodes, I talked about Jay Shetty. His, uh, it's stop, spot, and swap. Mm, yeah. So stop and think about what you're doing, spot that you're doing this and then swap it for something else. Yeah. And, and that's actually helped me to reframe. I, I mean, I still say like, oh, why did I do that? Or, you know, you're first to, but then I stop and it's like, no, you know what? It wasn't that bad. Or, you know what? So what? Who cares? I screwed up. Big deal. But I think we also need to give ourselves grace because it's
0: literally a daily battle. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, okay, I know this truth now. So I'm going to completely evolve as a human being. You may know the truth. You may know that this is not how you're meant to be talking to yourself, but it's a daily reminder and it's a daily challenge. And so if you do slip up, give yourself that grace because you deserve that as much as anybody else as well.
2: Mm -hmm. And it gets back to connecting with friends. Yes. Your your tribe, your circle of women Mm -hmm. who are there to support you. And when you are going through some tough times and being honest to, or vulnerable, I guess, in a sense, being vulnerable to share that you're having a tough time. It's people that are seen to be the strongest have the most difficult time in sharing their vulnerability, sharing their lows. And mm-hmm. I guess part of it, I guess for me, and speaking about myself is sharing that and wondering if anybody is going to respond is will anybody care that I'm sharing this it's that fear of putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. I think stops some of us at, at least for me
0: no it is hard and I think that it's never easy even for people who do it right like I've become a lot more comfortable with sharing my vulnerabilities just because I know that people have responded in a way that makes me feel like it's almost a responsibility to be as honest as possible about my journey but there are days when I will write something and delete it 37 times before I post it or never post it at all because I'm like, well, that's just too vulnerable. That's, <laughs> that's too personal. But that's the thing. Like you don't have to share anything. There's no benchmark for vulnerability, right? Like there's no benchmark of your sharing your truth is not valid until. Because everybody's truth is completely subjective. Yes. And it is not within my right to be able to say to you that your truth isn't good enough and you're not allowed to say that to me. And I will share what I feel comfortable and called to share and so will you. And it'll happen when you're ready and it'll happen in the best way for you. And this is why I love coffee connections because it takes the pressure off. It allows us to start from a common place, a common ground, and it's so much easier to share. And that's, I think, when true connections really happen. When you're not trying to force them, when you're just two people, three people sharing a love of something
2: and opening up over it. I totally agree. It's building on connections that you have and it's enriching them and furthering that connection. Because, you know, like you were talking about the chrysalis into the butterfly, Mm -hmm. where we started nine years ago in our relationship and where you started in your journey to become the entrepreneur and in my journey to come to where I am today, we've gone through the highs and the lows, but through it all, we've been able to enrich that relationship and build on that relationship and find that commonality and be our own cheerleaders in a sense that we support each other and we further that connection and it gets back to coffee again. always. Conversation (laughs) over coffee. I know. I love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... What's next for Sarah? I honestly, I don't know. At this point,
0: I am very open. My journey to entrepreneurship took so long to get to. And now it's evolving so quickly that I had to make a very conscious decision to just let it go and see what comes of it. So I don't know. Watch this Watch space.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And on that note, I want to encourage my listeners to watch this space, check out Lynchpin virtual and see what Sarah's up to because she is, as I say, someone who is very inspirational, very connected to wanting to be the best version of herself, but also for her friends and her clients having them become the best version of themselves. And that's all we can ask. And so I want to thank you, Sarah, for coming you. with me today and sharing your wisdom and your vulnerability and your humor and just connecting with me. And I absolutely love that. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for your kind words. I appreciate them and I appreciate you. Thank you. And I appreciate you. So until next time, lean into your vulnerability. Connect with those who are in your tribe and be kind to yourself.
1: Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee.